You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Bash Report. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, live from Universal Studios in Orlando. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us this hour is veterinarian Dr. Jared Lazarus to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets. The show is produced by our executive producer, Mr. Bob Page. Hola, senor. What's up, Bobby? Welcome to my house. Also, of course, the show is produced at Business Talk Radio by Mr. Matt Cahan. So when you call in, you'll speak with Matt, and he'll put you on the line with us at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Of course, our reporter for today is none other than herself, Miss Amanda Page. Hey there, Johnny boy. Hi, Mandy. (laughs) Wow, you get claps. What did I get? Silence. Not even crickets. Pick up the phone, give us a call, 866-606-TALK. We have a special guest joining us. Her name is Marie Mead. She is the author of Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits. We're going to be giving away a couple of the books and talking about bunnies for the next half hour. But once again, I'm John Patch. Amanda Page. And joining us is Dr. Jared Lazarus. Pick up the phone, give us a call. Talking Pets. The bar closes and you feel like falling down. I'll carry you home tonight. Maria Mead's love of animals and respect for nature has shaped her life, spurring interest in animal ethics, the environment, sustainability, and spirituality. For more than 20 years, she has been involved in various capacities with animal rescue, advocacy, and education. Marie's writing about rabbits has appeared in the UK periodicals like Bunny Mad, and other written pieces have been published in Faith, Hope, and Healing by Dr. Bernie Siegel and the journal La Jolie. Now, Marie provides both permanent and foster havens for special needs and elderly companion animals, including rabbits. Her property also offers safe passage and sanctuary for many wild creatures. You can visit Marie at www.celebratingrabbits.com. We want to welcome onto the program right now, live and in person, of course, uh, Marie Mead. Marie, welcome to Talking Pets. Hello, John. Thank you for inviting me to be on Talking Pets. Well, happy holiday, happy Easter out there. To you as well. I would imagine you're doing a lot of bunny talk at this time of the year, aren't you? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it probably keeps you busy. So thanks for joining us here on the show. We're here actually live from Universal Studios today in Orlando, and uh, it's a packed park. So there's a lot of people out celebrating the holiday this weekend. Good. Well, I want to introduce you to Amanda Page, our producer reporter. Hi there. Hello. 
And of course, sitting over there in our technical side is the executive producer who gives you a wave. Are you going to speak? Are you going to? Qué Oh, see, he, he he graced us with his voice. That's Bob Hola. Page. Thank you. Hello, now, Bob. I want to get into this book with you because, of course, it it's bunny season. So um, it's called Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits. It's inspirational stories of rescue, triumph, and joy. Now it's uh, by yourself, of course, Marie Mead with Nancy LaRoche. Yes, that's correct. Who did the pictures in this book? You know, it's a kind of a conglomeration of efforts by um, all the people who have the stories that they gave me. If they had photos, I used them if we could. Uh, other times where the photos just were poor, uh, you know, poor quality or we didn't have any, uh, the illustrations were contributed by artists. Cool. I like it. It looks good. It's a nice uh, collaboration of, uh, of art here. Thank you. You're put out by uh, Nova uh, Maris Press, correct? Correct, yes. And the, the books, I would imagine, are available in bookstores and online. That's correct. And we are going to give a couple away during the time that you're on the air with this, so if people call up with a bunny question, or we may just say call now, um, you might get a book, of course, from Marie Mead. But again, okay. we welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. You know, right off the bat, I'm going to say, beautiful book, like I said already, about the photography and well-written. And there's a lot of interesting stories, like you said, about people and their and their bunnies in here. But personally, I mean, I love the stories, but I also love the facts that you get into in this book. Well, it, you know, really, for me, a lot of it was about the education, because I learned so much from my first rabbit collie, and I didn't know anything about rabbits other than the cute little ones that ran around outside until I met her. And so I was I was wanting to include some pieces of information in the same way that I've learned it. Well, I want to talk a little bit of facts with you, but so people know when they're going to, you know, go to the store or whatever, a bookstore and pick up your book, Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits, they're going to know that they're going to get stories in there by many people across the country, right? Most of the stories I wrote, John, really? but I wrote, I, well, I gave, I gave credit to the people who provided the information. Okay. Uh, you know, so, but Dr. Siegel contributed a story, Susan McElroy did, and Nancy contributed two of them, and then I wrote the rest. Very well done. Thank you. You know, a very dear friend of ours is uh, Bob Barker, you know him from The Price is Right. Yes. And yes. Right, now, right now he shares, the, the only pet that he shares his life with is a rabbit. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's had many other pets, but right now he's down to one. And it's his bunny. Well, that's cool. He loves his rabbit. <laughs> now, is it possible, because people out there, I mean, first of all, I just want to explain, we are talking rabbits, but because it's Easter, it's the holiday, I'm not saying go out there and obtain a bunny, correct? Correct. Absolutely not. In fact, I would say don't, unless you do the research first to make sure it's a good match for the family. Otherwise, unfortunately, there is a lot of abandonment and rabbits ending up at the shelter about six months after they're gotten for Easter. Now, I mean, they, they are a responsibility, and, you know, there are a lot of upkeep, and they're expensive like any other pet, of course. Sure. And you've got to be very careful because there's a lot of, you know, do's and don'ts that you should do for the household when you get them, and... I mean, at one point, I've seen a, when a rabbit goes to the bathroom, number one, it's like jet propulsion. <laughs> I mean, so if you don't have it ready to clean up or something, like, you can litter box a rabbit, right? Absolutely, and, and they're easy to litter box train. They basically train themselves. Once they've reached adolescence, of course, it's easier, and after they're neutered. If they're not neutered, some, some rabbits do, but it's a lot harder. I mean, do you put litter in there, like, or do you have to put straw or hay or something like that in there? 
Well, usually the kind of litter really you don't want something that they're going to easily ingest. And some rabbits might ingest cat litter or the ones made from wheat, for example. And clay litter can work, but I usually use the paper litters. They're recyclable, and they make it easier. The rabbits aren't going to chew on those. There's no harm. And then putting a little hay in there always helps entice them into the litter box to use it because they munch on hay while they're in there. So that's not a bad idea. But my rabbits have all been litter trained, and I can let them run around the house. That's not a problem. I find it really interesting because I grew up with rabbits, and we had our rabbits in different environments. Growing up, we felt that it was better that they were an environment outside that was more natural for them. And so the first bunnies we had were or tiny little um, miniatures, and they were wonderful in the house and with the family. Uh, but then we thought, well, we should have more of an environment for them. So we put them in this huge uh, pool area with uh, lots of vegetation, and we didn't socialize him quite the same. He was a larger rabbit, and he didn't seem to be as friendly for the family. So reading in your book um, how important it is to socialize your bunnies with your family um, really holds true. It's it's an important thing. I, I think that they're uh, a much better family uh, pet and uh, having them socialized with everyone. Well, socialization is important in any kind of animal that you're talking about, even in the human animal, but we're going to get into that and a lot more when we come back. We're here live at Universal Studios. We're speaking with Marie Mead. She's the author, of course, of Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits. The first call to come in to Matt Cain, our producer there, 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. A book is yours. This is Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco. Where the pets go. Petco. Where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco. Where the pets go. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call, and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List. Which you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best. B-E-S-T. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. No luck this time. Pandas in Scotland failed to mate. For the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. A Scottish zoo says a brief mating season has ended without success for two giant pandas that arrived in Britain in December. 
Eddington Zoo had hoped to pair might mate after two earlier failures, but found that the female hormone levels had dropped, closing a brief reproductive window. Zookeepers say the male Yang Gang and female Tai Tai showed signs of action to each other, but did not mate. The eight-year-old animals met twice out of public view as keepers attempted to create a romantic atmosphere. Video released by the zoo showed the pandas grappling playfully, but no more. The animals are on loan from China and the first panda to live in Britain in nearly two decades. Their names mean sunshine and sweetie. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page. But that's why birds do it, bees do it, even educated fleas do it. Let's do it, let's fall in love. In Spain, the best upper sets do it. Lithuanians and let's do it, let's do it, let's fall in love. The Dutch in old Amsterdam do it, not to mention the Finns. Folks in Siam do it, think of Siamese twins, some Argentines without me. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets live from Universal Studios in Orlando. I'm John Patch. And I'm Amanda Page. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. So um, it seems like a lot of different animals do it. But, you know, i got to ask you, um, Marie Mead, rabbits, the cliche has it that rabbits do it quite a bit. True? <laughs> they or are is that a myth? They are productive. Really? They are, yes. They, I mean, uh, can you you can you can spay and neuter a rabbit, right? And they should be spayed and neutered if they're going to be companion animals, um, because their behaviors are better, their health is better, the litter box training is easier and right. certainly more uh, is certainly more reliable. But we don't need more unwanted rabbits in the world either. So I'm a big proponent of that. Well, once again, the number is 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. If you've got a question, of course, about your bunnies, or if you're thinking about getting a bunny, pick up the phone and give us a call. 866-606-8255. We're giving away a, a complimentary book to the caller that calls in right now. It's called Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits, Inspirational Stories of Rescue, Triumph, and Joy by Marie Mead. 866-606-TALK. Call right now, and the book is yours. 866-606-8255. You know, all the, all the bunny talk and everything, what about, like, for kids? Do you recommend, like, the first pet, maybe, for a young child? No, I really don't. And it's really because children, when they're so eager to hold on to a bunny and love them, they might hold them too tight are they and and the rabbit wants to get away if the rabbit begins to kick and struggle it's impossible for a young child to hold on that can lead to the injury or death of the rabbit and when rabbits enter adolescence they don't like to be held very much they might start running away and then the little child thinks the rabbit doesn't like him anymore well i mean that's you know can you dec- I mean, i'm not declawing but can you you trim you have to actually trim their nails right because they can scratch pretty well they can scratch pretty well. I've not had to do, uh, well, let me take that back. Depending on the runaround of the 
floor. I don't always have to trim my rabbit's nails because mine get so much exercise and they can kind of keep them in check themselves. Otherwise, I do trim them about every six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks to trim them. Is it tough to do that? I mean, can you see the quick on that pretty easily on a bunny or no? It is easy as long as the nails are light. When they're real dark, I have to use a light and shine it in behind, a little pin light to shine in behind. Then I can see it. Otherwise, it's tough. In that case, people usually take them to the vet's office. You know, it's amazing, though, because you, you think rabbit, you think, okay, rabbit is a rabbit is a rabbit. There's, all, there's a lot of different breeds of rabbits, right? Oh, there are. There, there are an amazing number of breeds, just like cats and dogs. There's, there's a lot of them. Is it easy to harm a rabbit, though? I mean, if you were to drop them... Yeah. I think it's been said that you can actually break a rabbit's back pretty easily. Easily. You know, their bones are more brittle. They have more air inside their bones. They're lighter weight for their flight uh, response, and they do drop more easily. And their muscle-to-bone ratio is different than a cat's and dog's, which contributes to the problem as well. 866-606-8255 if you have a question or if you'd like a complimentary copy of the book called Rabbits by Marie Mead. 866-606-8255. Call now and that's yours. What about the vision of a rabbit? You know, we know cats' vision is very well and, and dogs is tremendous, but what about in terms of, like, bunnies? They have great vision. Uh, they have to. You know, as prey animals, they rely on their vision and their ears, their big ears. Um, so they have terrific vision. They have a blind spot right in front of their nose, which can lead them to biting a finger, for example, that scares me because they have big teeth. <laughs> they also have very sharp teeth. Yes, and they all, they have to constantly gnaw on something, don't they? Yes, yes. Their teeth are ever-growing. So they by have... gnawing on something hard, it kind of keeps them in perspective? It does, and chewing on grass hay, which they need for their digestive system anyway, helps as well. Okay, here's a stumper. When the bunny goes to the bathroom, you know, okay. the little pellets drop? Yeah. You're actually supposed to let some of those soft ones remain there, right? Because don't they re-eat that? I'm going to make a distinction here. There are cecotropes, which are the so-called eatable pellets, and then the fecal pellets. They never eat their fecal pellets. The cecotropes actually are pre-digested proteins and enzymes that go through the system twice. I mean, they go through the system, the bunny eats them, and then they're re-digested. That's how they can eat such abrasive materials that don't seem to have a lot of nutrient value and get the nutrients they need. I also want to say, you know, I don't want bunnies, because we're talking rabbits, and we're talking it's Easter time and Easter weekend. We don't want to have you say, go out and do an impulse buy and, no. you know, and purchase a bunny. I just want to put that out there again, because you want to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Right, Marie? Yes, yes. Thank you for that message. That is so important. I mean, too uh, many of them end up, like, you know, abandoned. And you can't just take a bunny and say, oh, it's a rabbit. It'll survive out in the wild. It's not going to happen. That's not going to happen, no. Most this time of year, chickens, too, though. Yeah, that's true. Little chicks. You don't want to do that with them either. That's right. So just because it's a holiday doesn't mean you got to partake and say, okay, I'm going to go get a chick. It's going to be cool. My kid's going to love it. No, because you're going to end up taking care of it. So that's the way it comes down. Don't do it. Make sure you do your homework. And one good way of doing the homework on the rabbits is to get this book, Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits. And uh, it's by Marie Mead. Call right now and a book is yours at 866-606-8255. When we come back, we're going to continue on a little further with Marie Mead and talking about rabbits. 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone, give us a call. 866-606-TALK. 
Once again, live from Universal Studios in Orlando, this is Talking Pets, and I'm John Patch, and we want to talk with you. Don't forget, check us out live. You can watch us live right now on our webcam at TalkingPets.com, as well as join us on our Facebook and Twitter and partake in our pet family. This is Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Brent Atwater, and I'm the Animal Reincarnation Authority. Join me every week on Alive Again and let me look at your pet's energy to determine if they're going to reincarnate. I'll be able to tell you when they're going to come back and what they look like. So send me your pet's photo and email me your question at brent at petliferadio.com. I'm looking forward to answering your questions on Alive Again. Every week only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Talking pets news from the USA Today. Here's your host, John Patch. Out of Savannah, Georgia, scientists spotted six, just six calves born to ripe whales during the winter, making it one of the poorest calving seasons for the endangered marine mammals in a decade. Now, experts estimate only about 400 right whales remain, making each birth significant to the species' survival. Amanda? In Anchorage, Alaska, a National Weather Service hydrologist said the city should be spared major problems from the melting of near-record snowfalls unless there's a heat surge. Scott Lindsay said Anchorage has seen an ordinary thaw so far, but the potential for flooding continues along the Yukon rivers. Out of Baltimore, Maryland, health officials are warning people to take care when handling baby animals after six people fell ill after being exposed to baby turtles. Three salmonella outbreaks have been associated with red-eared slider turtles in 16 states since the fall. The six Marylanders have, have recovered. John? Out of Key West, Florida, the Fish and Wildlife Commission reported that this year's spiny lobster season is one of the best on record in a decade. Preliminary figures show 5.5 million pounds of spiny lobster have been harvested. Nearly 6 million pounds were harvested in the previous season. 
In Tucson, Arizona, the Bureau of Reclamation expects flows on the Colorado River and in Arizona to run far below normal this year, following a near-record high in 2011 runoff. The year's forecast of 49% of normal April through July flows into Lake Powell's steam stems in part from very warm weather in March that potentially melted an already less than spectacular snowpack in the river's up, upper basin. Jared? In Frankfort, Kentucky, spring is in full bloom and the state wants to make it easy to find the most colorful sport, spots. The Department of Travel and Parks is sponsoring the Unbridled Spring Program with a website that includes reports from parks across the state. The weekly reports provide a guide to locations where the blooms are the most beautiful. The website is at www.kentuckytourism.com. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets live from Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. I'm John Patch. I'm Amanda Page. And I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Don't forget, check us out live on the webcam at TalkingPets.com. No G in the talking, by the way. And also join us on our Facebook and Twitter. We want to make you part of the family, so please expand our Facebook and Twitter and find out more about Talking Pets. Give us a call, 866-606-8255. This is Talking Pets. Yes, bless God has made that way. And you're listening to Talking Pets live from Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. I'm John Patch. I'm Amanda Page. And I'm Dr. Lazarus. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Dr. J, nice of you to join us today. Oh, hey, John. How are you? You got stuck in traffic on the way here, huh? Yeah, traffic. I did announce you, by the way. You did? Yeah. I did I answer? I couldn't talk like you don't know. It was like kind of a one-sided conversation. <laughs> Uh, you always do good. In, you always do good imitations of me, though, John. I try. I uh, try. You do a really good job, John. I usually have a puppet on my hand, though, when I'm saying, you know, I don't need Doctor J. Oh, that's <laughs> fabulous. That's disturbing. <laughs> You have a Dr. Jared puppet? I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> what do you Nate do with your Dr. Jared puppet? Oh, that's another story. Oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> did anybody see uh, American Reunion that's out this weekend? I did. We saw last night. <laughs> well, you saw what he did with that sock, right? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's just all sorts of wrong. Just kidding. Eight six 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 zero six. Talk. Hey, if rabbits can do it. Eight six 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 zero six. Yikes. Eighty two fifty five. We're speaking with Marie Mead. She's the author of Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits, Inspirational Stories of Rescue, Triumph, and Joy. By the way, congratulations to Ray out there at Erie, Pennsylvania, listening on WPS uh, WPSE, and that is the home of. One of the homes of Penn State, actually. It's right there on the campus of Penn State University. So, uh, And Ron Slomsky and the gang up there. So big hello and happy holiday. Congratulations, Ray. Back to Marie. Marie, we were talking bunnies. Now, I want to introduce you to Dr. Jay's in the studio with us. Say hi to Marie Mead. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm fine. How are you today? I'm doing great. i got to ask you real quick, Jared. I mean, since we're talking rabbits and stuff, and Marie, and, uh, and we've been having a great conversation about them and everything, what about as a vet here in the Bay Area where you're located, um, do you... Have you worked on a lot of rabbits? Yeah, I see a lot of rabbits. Do you really? They're wonderful, wonderful animals. I mean, great you, pets. The temperament's really good on them too when they come in, and they're phenomenal. They're oh. a little bit skittish, but you know, 
we handle them really, really nicely, and they seem to react very well to us. I think the pecking order, rabbits have become a lot more popular as pets, though, because it's been, well, it's always back and forth between dog and cats, and then birds pretty much number three, and I believe what, number four was rabbits. Yeah, I think actually rabbits have overtaken birds. Really? Yeah. yeah. Rabbits have become very popular pets. I was reading someplace, and I don't know where I, Murray, maybe you could tell me. I was reading someplace about, I think it's Japan uh, or China, one of those countries. Okay. Um, they're really big on, on pet rabbits. You know, I really don't have a lot of information on China. I'm sorry, I can't answer the question for you. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know where I saw it. I think it was on the news, actually, and they were, I think it was Japan. Well, is it because that they would be um, an animal that would be able to handle smaller spaces better? Probably. And in China and Japan, their living is uh, a lot smaller. I would think that a pet rabbit would be a great fit. What about that, uh, Marie, in terms of like what, what Mandy's saying, too, in the living space and everything? You do have to be careful about the amount of space that you give them in terms of, like, what, wires and stuff like that, electricity and everything? Mm, issues uh, there, right? Yes, there are issues there. And rabbit proofing is essential for a rabbit to be running around the house. And it's essential for their safety but and their health, of course, but also to pre- prevent damage to the household items. So it's easy to rabbit proof. And once it's done, they can pretty much have the run of the house. At least they do in my house. How many do you have? Right now, let me just say, the most I've ever had at one time was nine. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of bunnies. It's a lot of bunnies. And that's not even the Playboy Mansion. (laughs) 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 That's good, John. I like that. Now, one question I have, I saw there was was it a Pomeranian in your book with a bunny, and they were friends. And my experience, unfortunately, pairing dogs with rabbits hasn't been a good experience. Is that something that's common? You know, it really depends on the dog. Sometimes, you know, the smaller dogs very often are are bred for hunting rabbits. You know, instinctively they might have that still within them, the terriers, for example. And so it really depends on the temperament of the dog and how introductions are made. That's that's critical as well. Well, Your dog is a hound. Oh, it wasn't Albert. Albert would definitely eat a bunny. He is totally (laughs) about hunting bunnies, yeah. I I think you have to be wise to the world to understand that. I'm hunting rabbits. Yeah, Albert, even (laughs) small dogs are questionable with a poor guy. Anything a little smaller than him is a toy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to contribute, though, that we had uh, a big Newfie lab mix, and he would just lie down and let the rabbits run around him and jump over him. So it really depends on the dog. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Dog breed. Yep, yeah. definitely. Temperament, personality, all that. Right. Say that about people as well. 866-606-TALK is the number. 866-606-8255. We're speaking with Marie Mead. We're talking rabbits, gentle hearts, valiant spirits. It's a book that's out in your bookstore. You can also find it on You can find it on Amazon, right, Marie? Yes. So it's available on the Internet, of course, and it is put out by the publishing company is... Nova Maris Press. Nova Maris Press. So look for it there. But if you call right now, we're going to give a complimentary copy away. 866-606-TALK. If you're the second call to come in, 866-606-8255. We're going to send out a copy of the book, Rabbits to You, by Marie Mead. You know, one important topic, and I'm sure Dr. Jarrett can back me on this one, is nutrition for a bunny. And you want to make sure that you feed them the right food so they don't get fat, you know, or, you know, maybe in that case, thin, you know, from malnutrition. But what's a, what's a good diet for a bunny? The best diet, and Dr. Jarrett can correct me if he disagrees in any way, but is limited amount of pellets, usually Timothy-based, some leafy greens, and a lot of grass hay. Yep. Uh, Timothy hay is is great, limited pellets, and really you want to make sure that you don't clean up their poop after they poop because they rely on that to eat it. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier too, yeah. before you got here. 
Really? <laughs> I missed I miss, that conversation. He was, out, he was out playing with the Simpsons. Well, there, I, I missed the poop there, story. Apparently, there's two different kinds of poop. There's yep. the poopy poop, and then the poop yeet. I see. I like your terminology on that one. <laughs> yeah. I never knew that, and I had rabbit. Poopy uh, poop, or the poop that you eat. Right, I'm a very technical guy. I break it down. <laughs> we know. are talking <laughs> rabbits, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, two rabbits, you... one cup. <laughs> Marie, what about nice. what about carrots? I mean, bunnies eat carrots. Is that good for them? Bad for them? What? They're high in starch, and high starch diets can really mess up the digestive system of a rabbit because they have a fermentation chamber. I don't want to get too technical, but that can get it can high starch foods can really get in the way of good digestion. But what I do if if I need to give a treat for a rabbit or as a bedtime treat when I'm checking to see how they're all feeling before they go to bed, I'll give them a tiny sliver of a carrot. They like that, but I don't give them very much. That's not a normal treat for me, and it's certainly not part of their normal diet. Do your bunnies all get along? Yes, they have to. It's really? part of the household rule. Because they can kick, can't they? They sure can. Yeah, I, I've seen a bunny kick. You ever see a bunny kick? Uh, yeah, yes, which is a good point good. about how to handle them. <laughs> You always yeah. want to, you never want to scruff a bunny rabbit, and you always want to support their legs. That's the first thing you support when you're handling a bunny rabbit, because one good kick, and it'll hurt, they'll hurt their backs yeah. permanently. Mm-hmm. See, we, point. We, did we, covered co- that. we did cover that, too. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I I'll like just be quiet. I, <laughs> no, it's good to rehash that, though, because, you know, people in radio come in and out. So that, and they have two ears. Fact. Did you cover that? Uh, we did. Okay. And what about their sight? Um, it's very good. Yeah, it's an excellent site. See? Okay. <laughs> now, I have a question. Wait, wait, wait. I want to I say congratulations to Brian. Where's Brian at, Amanda? He's in Memphis, Tennessee. Brian in Memphis, Tennessee. Congratulations. You're getting a copy of the book, and that is Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, and Valiant Spirits, of course, by Marie Mead. That's coming out to you in Memphis. So congratulations. You know, we used to, as a treat, feed our bunny rabbit the skin of an apple. We would, you know, trim it so it would be in one long curl, and our bunny would you know, just eat all the way up, and it was adorable, as well as strawberries. Was that a bad idea? You know, I first of all, I would say that if anything that's fed as a treat, if it gets in the way of eating a lot of hay, then it probably has to be monitored, and it depends on how often. But rabbits like treats just like everyone else. The fact that you fed the skin, I think it's good. Was it, you know, I think sometimes we have to be concerned about the amount of spray or pesticides that might be on some of the treats that we feed, so that's a, a something to think about not necessarily a limiting factor but something to think about sure we're going to take a little break marie we come back don't go away i have one or two more questions for you i'm enjoying this bunny talk actually and it's a great book rabbits gentle hearts of valiant spirits so congratulations on the book don't go away we'll be right back 866-606-TALK is the number it's 866-606-8255 by the way like i said you can watch us live on the webcam right now you'll see us all lined up there myself john patch amanda page and Dr. Jared Lazarus. Talk and Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. 
choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> They've got badges and campouts, cookie drives, and troops in 22 states. The Dog Scouts of America even has a motto or two as half-human, half-hound organization goes about the business of doing good deeds. With the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. There are 682 Dog Scouts who belong to 38 troops across the country. The organization has about 80 badges, but not all dogs can earn all badges, said DSA President Chris Pulse of Brooksville, Indiana. Dogs are not required to earn badges beyond the first one for basic obedience and appropriately called the Dog Scout Badge. The organization was founded by Lonnie Olson, 13 years old. Membership is $25 a year. Community service is part of any good scout program, Olson said. The DSA members make about $10,000 a year for the Salvation Army and participate in several Christmas projects. Most troops also work with local local groups to do whatever is needed in their hometowns. The Scouts have two mottos. For humans, our dogs live lives that are much shorter than our own. We should help them enjoy their time with us as much as we can. For dogs, let's learn new things that we can become more helpful. Both serve as inspiration for the group's grossest badge, Clean Up America. It consists of picking up piles left behind by other dogs on trails, parks, and beaches. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page. He never tells me that he's sick of this house. He never says, why don't you get off that couch? He don't cost me nothing when he wants to go out. I want you to love me like my dog. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets, live from Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. We want to hear from you. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Amanda Page. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. 866-606-8255. We're speaking with Marie Mead. She's the author of Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits. 
You can find the book online. You can find it in bookstores all across America. And uh, Ray in Erie, Pennsylvania was the first winner of the book. Also, we gave one out to Brian in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. And our third winner out there is Keith in Moscow. And that's <laughs> Moscow, Idaho. Don't go there. 866-606-TALK. That was so close. 866-606-8255. I don't know who created that joke. You know where we're... Oh, Jared knows where it is. Of course. 866-606-8255. And we're speaking with Marie uh, Mead. Before we let you go, Marie, I've got a couple more questions. I want to give a shout-out to my friends just walked in here at Universal Studios. And uh, Corey, Christian, and Jeff are in the house. Say, give a yell. So we got... That's our audience of three. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 866-606-TALK is the number. Marie, before we say goodbye, I want to ask you a pertinent question. Um, one of my other friends, actually two of my friends up here as well at the park, are teachers. And what do you think about having a rabbit in, in a classroom? Well, my experience with rabbits in the classroom has not been great, as you know from reading the book, because Collie, my first rabbit, came from one, and she was severely mistreated and neglected. And so the, the lesson that the children learned was what I wouldn't want them to learn, and that's how to neglect and mistreat a rabbit. On the other hand, Cheryl Abbott is a teacher in Atlanta, and she's got an article in the back of this book that talks about modeling love and respect. And, wow, if, if, people, if teachers are like her, then it's an amazing, I think, experience for both the rabbit and the children. Unfortunately, most teachers don't have that kind of time. Yeah, I know. I mean, I heard, I drove up with two teachers in my car today here to Universal, and all I heard was teacher talk. <laughs> <laughs> and kids these days, and time, it is, it's tough. Teachers have it rough, and they make very little money. That's one profession that should be making a lot more money than they do. Teachers are very important to this society. They you agree? Are. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So where's that applause for teachers, Bobby? Got to be there somewhere. There you go. Well, 866-606-TALK is the number, and I wanted to ask you that question before we say goodbye, Marie. But I want to thank you for coming on. I mean, I enjoyed this bunny talk. It was a lot of fun. Well, thank you. It's been a real pleasure to be with you today on Talking Pets. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on the book, Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits, Inspirational Stories of Rescue, Triumph, and Joy. Do you have another book coming out soon? Not Well, I'm working on something, but I don't have it soon. That sounds like a hush. <laughs> it is. Okay. Top secret. Top secret. We will not tell anyone. We will <laughs> cut off your head if you find out. Um, Nova Maris Press is the company, so you can look for it in bookstores. You can find it online. Marie, thanks so much. I really appreciate it for uh, you coming on the uh, on the show with us. Thank you. Take care, Marie, and happy holiday. Happy holidays to you as well. That's Marie Mead. The book is called Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits. 866-606-TALK. Jay, before, Dr. Jay, before we say goodbye for this hour, you did mention during the break a huge rabbit. What's that called? It's a Frisian giant. And I, I've seen these rabbits. They are absolutely unbelievable. Four feet long. Wow. I would say about two feet tall. Um, and they look like they're prehistoric. I mean, they're, they're gorgeous rabbits, but they are tremendous. i got to tell you, long. because I've seen one of those on the Internet, and you never know what to believe on the uh-huh. Internet. And I thought, this is a joke. There's no way this rabbit is real. And oh. it is. Oh, yeah. It's real. Did you ever see that, Mandy? you ever see that picture of the bunny? No. This guy's holding it, and it's bigger than him. Oh, my goodness. And I'm just like, come on. Oh, Photoshop. Yeah. But so no. have you actually cared for that uh, breed of bunny? No, I haven't. But I saw one, and I petted it. And it, and it looked at Dr. J and said, you're a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> You're mine. I will eat so not you. not particularly friendly. <laughs> oh, no, no. It was a nice rabbit. Was All it? rabbits are nice. 
Yeah. I've never had a rabbit bite me. Oh, come never. on. For the average person who doesn't know, you know, everybody thinks of a rabbit as being a small little creature. If they saw that thing coming at them, they would think that they were in some kind of like fairy tale or something or some horror story. They don't I, hop very fast. <laughs> you know, I, they, they sort of I wouldn't care how fast bit. he would hop. I mean, that's all I'd have to do is see a four foot, you know, rabbit coming my way. Exactly. That weighs like, two, what, 200 pounds or something. Oh, I don't think he's that much, but he's big. I that was a midget at the Playboy Mansion. Totally <laughs> different. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, <laughs> small people. <laughs> Isn't right, that the technical term? Little people? <laughs> I think I don't, it, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it is small I people. Apologize. Love them, though. Oh, but I know, you know, Bobby's a big fan, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Hey, don't forget, spay and neuter your pets, help control that pet population. Check out the book, Rabbits, Gentle Hearts, Valiant Spirits by Marie Mead. Thanks for joining us in this hour of Talking Pets, and um, we want to talk with you soon. So, And also, check us out live, of course, on the webcam at TalkingPets.com, and join us on our Facebook and Twitter. We want to expand that globally. Everybody join in. Come on, we want to get more people on our Facebook and Twitter. So just click on the buttons at the top of the homepage, and you can be part of our family. I'm John Patch. And Amanda Page. Ah, Dr. Jared Lazarus. And live from Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, this is, of course, Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.